Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Chairshot Radio Network in conjunction with TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. And use your heads you shall. We ask, we implore, we insist upon by going to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash TheChairShot and pick up an official ChairShot t-shirt. I'm sorry, folks. We've got about another month until Columbus Day, so I don't think there's any promo codes. But still, if you enjoy the content we provide day in and day out here at TheChairShot, Make sure we keep we literally easy for me to say. Make sure we keep providing that content by going to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash each chair shot. Please and thank you, thank you, and please. Try I'm promo Mr. code. Pipes. Chris Platt doesn't know the promo codes. That's worth a shot. I'm Mr. Velvet Pipes, Christopher Platt, formerly of the three man weave, apparently. <laughs> I mean, goddamn. Gotta take one sick day and they send him across the pond. 
Anywho, I'm also joined by Andrew Belaz and the commissioner responsible for my trade, Mr. PC Tunney. How do you know that it wasn't Ray Cash behind the scenes? All right, it was me. Never mind. I couldn't throw Ray under the bus. Andrew, how the hell are you? Let's change the subject. <laughs> I was about to say, you're the commissioner. Aren't you the one that makes the trades and the deals and the announcements? That's how that works. Aren't you all or supposed to... am I getting to... your job description wrong? I... Aren't I supposed to be a fake commissioner? I'm not sure how this works. Uh, well, my weird. ass is headed to Europe, so how fake is it? <laughs> it's all getting real for all of us right now, isn't it? Yeah, you got to work out that work visa real quick and figure out what you need for England or wherever the fuck it is. <laughs> I think they're going to try to uh, smuggle me in the bowels of a boat and take... Never mind. <laughs> yeah, let's that one up. No, no, no. Okay. Anyway. Uh, Don't get on the uh, boat. Bag up. Yeah, uh, there was a long weekend. Everybody, uh, you know, you have fun. You do anything. Uh, uh, you know, quarantine's sort of mostly over now, right? Right? Barbecue people? Anything? I, I did. You barbecue people, or what did you do? It was, I, I, it was delicious. A little salty, but, you know, he rendered it down. No, uh, got together with the general and Satchel McFlippins and uh, just kind of uh, had some great food. And I, the general has a party every every year for Labor Day weekend, and um, not a lot of people. Um, we, we didn't really socially distance, I guess, so technically it wasn't very cool of us but we had a great time and we drank a lot and i was really hung over the next day and you know the best part is since i've heard some of your stories with these people i know they're actually real and it's not just like a south park cartman tea time with your stuffed animals with it's the general <laughs> and miss prissy pants and satchel miss flippins over here yes and clad frog yeah so that's that's good i'm glad you have fun chris yeah. anything or just Polly working Pris- on the move Polly Pris pants and clyde couldn't make it but everybody else was there that oh. you mentioned First and foremost, yes, I can speak for a fact to the existence of Satchel McFlippins. Because I didn't believe it when they first said that name when we were doing DWI. And PC literally had to call him and get him on the line just to prove that he was a real person. (laughs) That's amazing. But no, I didn't do too much, man. I was working all weekend. Uh, Last weekend, not this one that just passed, but the one before, was the first time since quarantine that we actually saw other people that didn't work at a grocery store or a gas station or something like that. We went to a, a couple friend's house and it was just the, the two couples and we hung out and it was nice. It's weird though. Cause you, you know, you can't shake hands or hug or anything like that. You just got to throw the nod or right. maybe give them a little bow or something like that. And at the end of the night you still swing anyway. So it's why you didn't hug and shake hands when you got there. It doesn't make any sense to me. <laughs> no, we didn't. We just did. Oh, okay. the guy. sorry. My bad. Yeah. Feeling. It's a different Did kind of have, party. Chris had a, Chris, yeah. had a, Chris had a headache. Chris had a headache. Shut up. You and your damn key parties, your swingers party, you and Satchel McFlippins <laughs> going half, going half these tops and bottoms. Well, on those nights, he's known <laughs> as Satchel Dick McFlippins. <laughs> also, it was a bottomless party. Nice. I haven't been to one of those since the 90s. We call it Winnie the Pooh night. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> so y'all stood around with no drawers and no pants on, eating honey straight out the jar. That well, sounds like a And rad touching time. their toes, you know, doing that up, down, up, and down thing that Pooh does. <laughs> and then at midnight, we turn off the lights and play Who's in My Mouth. All right, on that note. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in to Pot is War, ladies and gentlemen. Um... 
I don't really know where to and go from there. People thought JR was going to get canceled after hoping for a wardrobe malfunction. The master, <laughs> the master of segways will save us. Come on, Lord Alfred, get your ass in here. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. This is your boy Kenny Killer telling you to make sure you check out thecheshire.com. Bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore, everything pro wrestling. Make sure you check it out, thecheshire.com. All right, gentlemen, this past Saturday evening, AEW held a pay-per-view called All Out. Mr. Christopher Platt, it was called All Out. Yeah, that describes how I felt about it, too. I was all out, but go on. They well, and you know, it, it's it's funny you say that because honestly, it got to. I, I was planning on trying to check it out, and it got to about seven thirty, and I went. Eh. So, go ahead, guys. Uh, Andrew, I'm sure you paid the most attention to this. I, I know what happened. I'm sure Chris did. I've seen bits and pieces. I it, eh, it's just more AEW to me, man. This was this was worse. And here's here's my problem. Is that agree or disagree or like it or not? Where none of us really here are huge AEW fans, but like Revolution was a pretty fucking smooth pay per view. Like I enjoyed that from top to bottom, even if I don't like everybody or every booking decision or things come off corny or hokey or heavily flippy. This was a fucking mess from the bullshit on YouTube, the buy in crap where Serpentico and Joey Janela were like in slow motion, literally, Joey Janela was staring him down. It took people five minutes to fucking get up a goddamn corner, and it was just sloppy and bad. Then you had that fucking stupid-ass tooth-and-nail thing that got moved from the buy-in to the main show, and who cares? Who needed that on the main show? That was a mess. That was a waste of ten minutes or however long it lasted. I hated every second of that. The, the only two good matches on that entire card were the women's match with Thunder Rosa and Hikaru Shida and the tag match and the tag match languished it went on so goddamn long and it went from being it could have been great to at least it was good and it's just uh, so there I, I I could go further into depth but I'm gonna I'm gonna let Chris talk before I have an aneurysm so yeah so I read that the tag match went 30 minutes is that true about yes so they were trying see they be trying to be on that Japan shit. They just they can't pull it off. You know what I mean? The argument I made for it was that because the Hardy debacle went so short, mm. I think the last three matches were trying to fill time because AEW bought four hours of pay per view, so you're not gonna run a three and a half hour pay per view when you you know you're not gonna eat a half hour for no fucking reason. Cause the last three matches felt long as fuck and like they were just buying time at points so that's my me excusing that to a degree because shit happens I get that but sometimes they do a long match like the tag match that the Bucks and Hangman and Page had or H- Hangman Page and Omega had that was good that was really good at Revolution granted it was the same fucking match the Bucks had with uh, the Golden Lovers in New Japan but it was still good retread I liked it just you know you added Page Page Capulli's part so that was nice but they can do 25 to 30 minutes, just not at that pace. So speaking on the Hardy debacle, I kind of think that's the big news coming out of All Out. What did you guys think about that? Because I have mixed feelings on it. Number one, it looked brutal as hell. I watched it, and I mean, this guy, they were, what, about 15, 20 feet in the air, and the first thing that smacked was the back of his head onto the concrete. My God. I, I Obviously, they should have stopped the match right then and there. I don't think anybody can argue that. 
But at the same point in time, it is pro wrestling as well. You remember when they tried to kill Mick Foley and his tooth was uh, through his nostril when they threw him off the top of the cage through the table and he went back and went and finished the match. I mean, these things happen. It's pro wrestling. Now, tooth the flip through side. Your face is different than a concussion where you're knocked the fuck out for like a good minute. Andrew Mortimer Blast. Mortimer. Mortimer. Nice. You know like good and goddamn well. You know good and goddamn well. Mick Foley had to have been knocked out at some particular point in time. They threw him off a 25-foot cage through a table, sir. Oh, most likely, on, yes. Man. But that was also the 90s, and they didn't do concussion protocol then. So I'm fairly certain it's, that it's he was not. That. He was not knocked out during that match because I've read all of his books. No, but I, on his stand-up, I think he said something because this is the same match where Terry Funk was like his second or something like that, I believe, right? And he yes. said that when he came to, that he didn't even remember what happened in that yes. buying time spot. So yes. he, I think he said that on his last little stand-up mm. route that he's done. I've I might say that wrong, as well. but I, 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 I think that's the no, story. I, I feel like I've heard him say that as well, that he doesn't remember that match. Either after, way, it after goes. The fall, after the fall, at least. But this is I'm just going to retread something that I've said on these airwaves time and time again, is that, and maybe you guys will remember, it's kind of like Platt's Greatest Hits. Eventually, when it comes to AEW, there's got to be an adult in the room. And this is case in point of that. There was no adult there. That was just irresponsible to let them out there. Of course, Matt Hardy is going to continue. He's a wrestler. That's what he does. Hell, he probably shouldn't even be wrestling. Isn't his spine fused into his uh, tailbone or some goofy shit like that? He got something going on back there with his he spine and his ass WWE. It was like his hip was starting to fuse with his spine, but I think he got the correct therapy or surgery to kind of loosen that back up and be fine before he left. The bottom line is, man, somebody's got to come in and be the adult because mm -hmm. you can't just let the inmates run the asylum, and I think that's what's been happening here with AEW. On a personal note, the reason I wasn't moist about this pay-per-view is because I feel as if all of their pay-per-views have gotten progressively worse as time has gone on. I didn't like the last one at all, save the stadium stampede match. That saved the whole thing, and I'm still pissed I paid 50 bucks for it. But, I didn't even like that that much, but I get what you're saying. But, yeah, so uh, 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 let me see. What else is on the card? Okay, so MJF, he lost. Moxley's reign of terror continues. Yay! Do, so do I you want to... We, do you we wanna, can talk. Do you want to see that end? I mean, do you want to see Murderhawk get the belt with Jake Roberts talking for him? Is, do you want to see more of that? Yes or no? Oh, yeah. I mean, with... With the way that the Battle Royal ended, because that's another moment right there where there should be an adult in the room, because I hate the fact that people are defending the body bag spot as Darby okayed it. Darby's a moron, all right? We've seen him do coffin drops off of shit into nowhere and kill himself almost. Nobody in their right mind should be like, I'm going to stick you in this bag that's really tight that you can't protect yourself and I'm gonna hope that this big man can throw you and you land flat and not hit the fucking stair or not land cockeyed or something like that and break something that was stupid it was not only was that match stupid because of that fucking spot the fact that the first three groups of it's a random draw Joker's wild kind of let, let's pick a random suit Three fucking groups had faction or tag team members come out together. 
in what world is that going to happen? Even WCW didn't pull that shit with the lethal lottery when they had fucking Harlem Heat. They had Booker T go out with, like, fucking Vader that one time. It's not like, oh, suddenly Stevie Ray got the fucking Cole. And yes, I know they were Kane and Cole at that point, too, if you wanted to correct me there, Platt. But you get what I'm saying. It's not like, like the Steiners didn't randomly come in. It's like you randomly throw people together because that's the fucking gimmick. Where's the logic? Where the fuck was the logic in that match? I would like uh, how do you how does one land cockeyed per se? I, I would like a physical description of one landing cockeyed. That's pretty mysterious. How exactly does that happen? <laughs> That's a fantastic answer. Thank you, Tony. Touche, touche. Uh, yeah, I don't care about Lance Archer anymore either. They 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 hyped him up as a big deal. We friend of the show, Jake Roberts. I love having him on promo, but it seems like he's getting himself over more than Archer, which that's not his fault. He's one of the great promos of all time. But yeah, I'm 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 here for Jake. Obviously, he can't have another match, but I'm more here for him than I I am anything Archer has. But anything to take the title off of Moxley because that shit's clearly not working. Uh, just doubling back real quick about Darby Allen. I actually like Darby. I think he's got something there. I actually think that he should be the one getting the push as opposed to Orange Juice Jones Cassidy. The only problem with Darby is he can't talk. I, I remember I was listening to or trying to listen to an interview with him on the Jericho boat. Meltzer and Alvarez were interviewing him, and it just, my God, man. Dude had the charisma of a moldy sponge. Yeah, and I think his other big problem, though, is the fact that he takes these stupid risks because he's got like that raven mentality where he thinks he'll just he'll do whatever and last as long as he can even if he flames out at like 30 or whatever but he doesn't talk like raven fuck raven would be the fucking perfect person to come in to talk for him like that that would work perfectly because raven has a podcast raven's still with it granted he's a little more in that that dad dad joke zone where he'll make like corny comments and he's a little more goofy than as like psychotic and just psychoanalytical and somber and just really eloquent but disturbed but I, he could probably turn that on if he needed to but well, goddamn balls everybody can't have an ex hall of fame wrestler come in and talk for him goddamn it eventually some of these melon farmers are gonna have to learn how to talk for themselves it just is what it is and i mean sure a, a, a lot of things a lot of that's what's wrong with the program pro, pro, with the program as well is that a lot of these melon farmers they don't know how to do TV wrestling and there's a certain way mm-hmm. that you have to do wrestling on television and a lot of these cats they came straight from the Indies and they just are it's you're both Saturday Night fans Saturday Night Live fans so y'all appreciate this reference I'm gonna start calling AEW the not ready for primetime players because half of that roster are players <laughs> that are not ready for prime time you're right you're completely right there but what if this is their fun way to get cody back in the title scene because if lance archer beats moxley a big if but if then you could have jake and him go after cody and dustin and goad him into breaking his his rule his promise maybe one time he'll do it or something like that what if this is that whole gimmick to get Cody back into the main event scene? Oh, you saying go for Rocky Four? More or less, yes. Yeah, with with Dustin as the <laughs> Apollo Creed character. You know what I mean? <laughs> Jake the Snake yes. playing Brigitte Nielsen, and Lance Archer as Dolph Lundgren. <laughs> More or less, yes, yeah. yes. I can so, make that. Yeah, I'll I, I that. think 
if that is the play, that's not a bad play because it also does help to save Archer from where we thought he was buried to a degree or irrelevant. So if he brings Cody in, cool. But I don't know. Like, and he shows. is the American Nightmare, so Dustin could come out to living in America. There we go. Perfect. You know what I mean? <laughs> ah, please, T. Please, please, please. Does Tony have it? Does Tony have it? Let's buy a little more time to see if he can find it in his folders. Tony's known me for like five, six years. He's got to have it. How did all of this trouble begin? I'll be honest with you. I was looking for a bunch of, going through a bunch of songs for the last half hour of AEW, and um, I was hoping Andrew would pick a song, though. He hadn't picked a song in a while. But Payback, James Brown, that's a hell of a song. Would have been more appropriate oh, yeah. two weeks ago, though. But anyway, let's get back to this. There's no destination. All of this travel began. Living, living in America. Do no, I say, I, I, I. station to station. Woo! That's better than anything AEW had on tonight. So, are we? Yeah, are we going to talk? Are we going to talk Miro, or is that for a different topic? I mean, we could probably. Well, do you you have any other thoughts on All Out before we go into their their product from tonight? Since everybody should know, we record this on Wednesday by now. Fair enough. Love Britt Baker. Love the character. I think she's a cutie pie. She's another one though that isn't quite ready for prime time. I liked her better when her leg was broken. She was sitting in the wheelchair playing the mean girl to everybody, mm-hmm. as opposed to wrestling in a dental office with Big Swole. Shout out to Big Swole, but <sighs> that was terrible. That was yeah. awful. Yeah. <laughs> like there, there's no saving that. No, but. and the Bucks have apparently made a heel turn. Which okay, cool. I don't know. I I, I don't know. And that that whole show was just such a fucking mess. And I, and I love the fact that Omega had his knees worked over, and he was so crippled he couldn't come in to make the save. But then he stomps off and has a hissy fit and has to go drink his milk in his hotel room while he's crying and giving the Bucks an ultimatum. And he he looked completely fine to me. All right, uh, relax, Jim Cornette. So but what? That's not. Let me ask you guys a question. Not even the point. I know you're talking it's... about a storyline, but does it make sense for what is Omega's contract up in? You know, two years or something. He had a three-year contract with AEW. Do you think some part of him? I mean, he's an executive vice president. He's the so executive he's vice president. He ain't going anywhere. Oh, uh, I don't know, man. I don't know. I just feel like he 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 really wishes. I mean, did, wasn't he in the audience on uh, SmackDown or Raw one of the last weeks? That was goofy as hell. That if he wasn't an executive vice president, his ass probably would have got fired. At least throw on a goddamn mask or something. Come on, man. You knew you had to know somebody was gonna see you. Come on, man. I think as a guy, yeah, right? That's also. I think he's unhappy. I think he wishes he would have went to WWE now. No, I, I think that's just an allegory for AEW, where they just try to troll and be assholes and. They there's no repercussions because there's no adult in the fucking room. Yeah, but then I think because you, 
even be even below all of that, I think deep down, Kenny's like, oh, I could have been the one guy that that went over there and got his shit over. He was. Yeah, he could though. think that, but he yeah, wouldn't. But it wasn't gonna happen. No. I mean, they can't get him over catering to him with a bunch of of people that drink his Kool Aid if it came right out of the tap. If you get my drift. So three, three months later, he would have been the cleaner and be and would have been coming out with a mop and a, a a bisexual maid. No, three months later, he would have been the cleaner, as in he'd be the janitorial service of the fucking place they were at. <laughs> fucking Kenny Omega. But, you know, the best thing that came from AEW's All Out is, to me, this goes to prove that when the NFL season starts up very shortly, the Jaguars are going to have the quickest concussion protocol in the history of the NFL. Because if Matt Hardy, you could tell he had a concussion in four minutes and then he restarted a match, even though last time I checked, bells don't mean pause, they mean end and start. But if if you four minutes, you can tell if he has a concussion. Shit, imagine if Gardner Minshew gets his bell rocked or somebody like that, in and out, two plays. It's going to be fantastic. Well, there's there's going to be no going to the tent, going back in the locker room for half of a game. No, four minutes, man. It's going to be beautiful. That doesn't really float for the Jaguars this year, though. They're trying to lose games this year. I mean, they've already traded away all their best players and then released the rest of them. Um, they're, they're that's hoping... the reason why. I... That's why they've got the quickest concussion it's... protocol. They want to kill everybody on their team. Is that what they're doing? Because I was actually about to bring that up, man, before you said something about I'm looking at these cons kind of funny style right now because the Jags, by everybody's estimation, are going to be the worst team in the league because the... they got rid of all their players. Who's the... So are they, they they're, Who's they're the... trusting the process? Is that what you're telling me? <laughs> Who's the number one pick next year? My mom. Trevor Lawrence, Clemson. Dabble Sweeney moves south, coaches the Jaguars, drafts his quarterback. So yeah, you think that, that a team that has no weapons, yeah. a team that has no weapons, no line, no defense, no nothing, a quarterback is going to save them? And a new coach? That dabble shit ain't working in the NFL, shit. man. When guys get paid more than he does, that shit ain't gonna work. Shit, I'm not saying that it's not a bad idea. I, I, a five-year rebuilding plan. Good for you. Look at Oakland and how that's worked. They're in Vegas now. I'm not. Well, that ain't got nothing to do with Gruden. But I'm not even saying you're I mean, wrong. I mean, the Raiders have been sound... rebuilding for like the last decade. Yeah, so have the Bucks. But anywho, I'm hey, not saying that you're up. wrong. <laughs> Okay, cool. I'm not saying that you're wrong, Tony. I've been trying to get it out for the past 45 goddamn seconds. It's actually not a bad idea. That dabble shit just ain't going to work in the league. But somebody's going to give him a shot eventually, and he's got to try it because why wouldn't he? They all try it. Saban tried it. Spurrier tried it. Spurrier thought that shit was 9 to 5, man. He was out the door about 345. Like, I got tea time, goddamn it. Fuck that playbook. <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> I actually like Steve Spurrier, though, man. I like Steve Spurrier and John Calipari because they're the most honest coaches in the world. Like Calipari, because, you know, most of the coaches, they come in the living room and they say, oh, yeah, I'm going to teach you how to be a man and you're going to get a good education and I'm going to be like a father to you. And, you know, the, Calipari the, the says, women eat that up. I'm going to do everything I can to keep your son in school so that he can make the NBA. That's my goal. <laughs> that ain't even the pitch. The, Calipari's pitch is, hey, do I got connections. Do what I say for a year and you'll be a millionaire. It's a good pitch. It's a good pitch. Well, let, let's hope it works out okay and it doesn't work out on, like, the Patino side of the game. What, when you banging some broad in an Italian restaurant for 45 seconds and then she gets pregnant and you bribe your assistant coach slash best friend to marry her because she's with child? 
I mean, that's the part of it. Yes, that's, that's a the fun true part. story. <laughs> yeah, that actually happened. I, none I of that was made I up. Remember that story? Yeah. I, I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to the listeners. Like, it was in the booth. Nothing I said was, was hyperbole. Was literally in one of the booths of the restaurant that happened. Oh, I thought it was the bathroom floor. No, it was after hours in one of the booths. But literally nothing I said was hyperbolic. Like, all of that shit actually happened, ladies and gentlemen. Go Google it for yourselves. And this is what happens whenever we talk AEW. We get off on these weird-ass tangents about stuff that has nothing to do with AEW, which lets you know all you need to know about AEW. So, uh, PC, man, before we move on, do we have a separate topic concerning Miro, or should we just hit that now? I don't remember. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. A topic? By the way, where does John Tesh and NBA come in here? He likes the music. Give him a break. He was sad. Well, you you pointed to me. I didn't know what was going on. But seriously, though, man, before before we get back on track. What? Okay, so you can do it by slapping your cheeks and popping your lips and everything and horribly listening to fucking you do John Touch's NBA music. And when I do it, I'm the asshole here. Oh, hey, everybody. I'm the asshole. Well, it minutes is the first step, sir. But what I was going to say is make sure you guys tune into a, a pick and roll, formerly three-man weave, <laughs> <laughs> where... Ray actually told a really funny story, and you can't find it on YouTube, where John Tesh talks about how he came up with that song and how he sent himself a, a voice message on his answering machine, and he still has the answering machine to message to this day, and then he shows it off to the crowd, and you just hear him on there doing basically what I did, his best Bobby McFerrin. Like... Anywho, what were we talking about? I gotta stop saying anywho. I said anywho way too many goddamn times last week, but what are we talking about? If we could start a game, every time you say anywho, we take a shot. We're already uh, drunk. That never would make it through the end of the I'm show. not trying to kill anybody, man. <laughs> hey, man, hey you, you try to get us sued for all that pro wrestling tease. Fuck money, man. That's it. <laughs> no, 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 no. We're playing the game. It's up to the listeners if they want to play along. That's how that one works. But by the way, everybody go to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot to pick up an official chair shot t-shirt because apparently we're going to have to hire a big day from attitude of aggression to get us out this lawsuit when somebody dies from me saying anywho too many goddamn times. It's a Rusev day. There you go. That's copyright. It's Miro day. Come find me. <laughs> it's, it's Miro day. Doesn't have the same ring no, to it. it no, it's, it kind of sucks. But yeah, that was it. Was kind of a lame lame reveal with a lame promo and I hated everything about the, the like six minutes it went on like the whole oh Kip Sabian needs to tell everybody who his best man is so he just starts dragging it out to some random dude in the crowd and he's like it's not you You're, I said you were the best subscriber on my Twitch channel and then Brian Pillman Jr. is there. He's like, no, I said you were the best comma man because you've been stalking me for since all out. You think we're cool? We're not even friends. And then he does this big, long, stupid thing, and then Miro comes out and decides to get on his atypical 
soapbox that literally everybody says the same fucking thing about glass ceiling, proverbial like proverbial brass ring, blah blah blah. I so, was held but, back. Now you're gonna see what I'm really about. <laughs> okay, so okay, so first and foremost, what the Muppet here is talking about, my good friend Mr. Muppet is talking about, is the basically what's the prototypical exit interview when you leave WWE. Everybody says the same thing, and we had this argument before we went on air. So I'm glad that he brought that back up because my point is, okay, yeah, everybody says the same thing, but if everybody is saying the same thing. Everybody can't be wrong, man. And like I said, to counter that, it could there could have been a shred of truth in what Dolphin Drew were saying a year or so ago that everybody in the locker room is entitled and lazy and doesn't want to put the work in. And uh, that could be why the same thing is said, because people have that same mindset that I got my character over, I should just be given a better shot instead of earning it however the, the status quo or however things are earned because I don't know I'm not WWE but how the yeah. hell are you supposed to earn it isn't that the point is you're supposed to get yourself over apparently in that company they don't always take kind to that when you get yourself over by yourself I mean they clearly didn't have a plan for the guy they pushed him out the gate because they needed a opponent for Cena at Wrestlemania 31 and they were transitioning Cena out of the main event scene because they were elevating Roman and they needed something for him to do in the meantime so they elevated him there. They didn't have any plans for him after that. Then he accidentally gets himself over with this whole Rusev Day thing, and everybody goes cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs over it. And then all of a sudden they let him go because they think that his wife, Lana, was the actual talent. And now they're not doing shit with her either. They well, want... let's also not forget that he wasn't exactly helped when Enzo was trying to bang his wife and somehow Enzo was supposed to be the baby face in that situation. That wasn't exactly helpful to anybody. What are you talking brand? about? Everybody banged his wife in kayfabe. Oh, hey, just because The Rock said it doesn't mean it's true. The Rock, who, who's not going to give The Rock some pussy? I don't even have a pussy, and I would give The Rock some pussy. The Rock, I mean, yes. Enzo Ore, Bobby Lashley. I wanted, very I wanted to chime in, but now I think I don't want to anymore. <laughs> Come on, you should chime in. What were you going to say, buddy? No, that's okay. You guys are, you guys are, no. That's, no, have your fun. This is not my life. I don't know. <laughs> really you the I, one you were the one playing put it in my mouth on Labor Day but uh, but me talking about a theoretical hypothetical pussy that's 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 a bridge too far okay cool you were saying Andrew <laughs> no I, I just <sighs> the whole everybody getting themselves over or sometimes it works sometimes it doesn't thing I think that's how you do it and like Zack Ryder was annoying and dorky with the internet thing and that's when he wasn't really well positioned so that was an insult. Rusev Day I think the perception was that people enjoyed the saying or the chant more than his matches because I don't really remember his matches ever getting a lot of like heavy fan support and nobody was like yeah that flag match at Battleground that was fantastic we need more it, of it, that It actually it was it wasn't I was there live it was, it was. It was not. <laughs> the 31 match with Cena was great. He came out on a goddamn the, tank. The team one was good, yes. That was bad, bad form that, you know, he didn't get put over on that one. But it's it's not like... He, it's really hard to wonder if he was, like, cut at the knees. That's my part. Everyone would have been better served if uh, Pillman Jr. would have stayed out there and they could have started a, a nice feud on air 
there and had Rusev come out and flex his muscle to help Kip Sabian. Uh, do, you, do you agree with that? I mean, the way to put him over there, and I'm going to keep calling him Rusev because that's how I know him until I can see him more here, is the fact that he is physical and he is physically dominant. Why not show that? Instead, he's out there jumping up and down with his hands up and down like, like he's fucking... <laughs> he looks like fucking Beavis, by the way. <laughs> so I mean, for, they, they uh, focusing on the wrong part. That was my problem. They were focusing on the Twitch thing to kind of bury the whole WWE well, thing that came out that we'll talk about later. But they they po- they plugged their Twitch shit and he's like Miro is best at video games and he's best at wrestling and he's the handsomest and yada yada yada. I'm like, you come off dorky as fuck. Maybe this is why you didn't get fucking pushed. Well, that's the reason why ninety five point five point five with the line over the points? nine. Reason why people are can't get over Steiner these things. 95.5.5? Is there I didn't know there was two I didn't know you could have two F- decimal is points. This is this is new math. Is this FM the, or AM radio? 95.5.5. Oh, 0.5.5. Oh god, double points. Yeah. Oh shit. Do you and divide by the, anything? And, and, and that's 50 50. And it's only a 20% chance of that. <laughs> keep keep going, Steiner. <laughs> I'm just saying, man, because if you divide it by five and then you multiply it by 15 and then you take away the one, but then you add the one back with a zero on top of it, which makes it 10, that's going to make 11. Then once you get to the 11, you got to get back to the 26. And then once you add the 26, divide 13, multiply it times eight, that's how you get to the 9.5.555 with the line on top of it. That's but so that. <laughs> But that's the reason why the, uh, most most of these motherfuckers can't get over because they're nerds, man. Well, I can't even say nerd because I'm a nerd, but I'm cool. They're geeks. They're not cool. They don't have any swag. They don't have any character. They're not out here chasing girls. They're playing video games. Like you know, man. You know how you get cool by going outside the house. That's how you get cool being outside. These melon farmers don't go outside. They be in there playing video games and twitching and 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 and, and Titan and what's the other one? Uh, what's the other one? Uh, not not twitching. Uh, yeah, twitching and Twitch and touting, and and what's that? Hasn't been a thing in forever, but <laughs> I mean, you know what I'm saying. I'm on my get off my lawn shit right now. Okay. You know exactly what the fuck periscoping. I'm periscoping. Yeah, periscoping, interloping. You know, one of these things is not like the others. One of these uh, things doesn't. Be- it's but tout. Good old days it was tout. You just had two cups and a string. And oh, I thought you were going to say two cup. cups and a girl. <laughs> That's different. That's like the inverse. That shit's fake, by the way. I and one of them would have to be inverse to be, know. you know, or we should know by now. Anyway. Okay. I didn't know. Well, it, it's copyright. I didn't want to say the other way, but two girls and a, you know, two cups and a girl is a lot different. That's why I can, we can get away with sure. saying it. Mm-hmm. Anywho, I, I'm not, God damn it, I did it again. <laughs> Drink up, <laughs> Drink up, boys. <laughs> Drink up, boys. But no, but just real quick, man, I got to wrap up the Miro Rusev thing. Mama named him Miro. I'm going to call him Miro, Tony. It's a case-by-case basis on some of these guys and gals that leave WWE. You know, I kind of feel bad for Zack Ryder because he did kind of get himself over and it just didn't work out. Or somebody like the Revival. Well, WWE doesn't give a damn about tag teams, so come on. Or Anderson and Gallows. Y'all knew what it was. But somebody like a Rusev, I think there is some value to him. Is he a main eventer? I don't know. That remains to be seen. But hell, man, nobody thought Mick Foley was a main eventer. But then they gave him the opportunity, and he became Mick Foley. 
You just don't know. Triple H. Well, they always saw Triple H as a big deal, but y'all know what I'm saying, man. First Nobody of all, you're, know com- the main you're comparing him to Triple H and Mick Foley, and you're also comparing AEW to WWE. So I think that's two strikes for you, sir. I don't know. He was comparing it to the WWF, to be fair. So y'all yeah. just going to play dumb and act like y'all don't know what I'm saying. Okay, go ahead. No, I do know what you're saying, and you have a point. You have a point, but Mick Foley was also a great character, and he you could he was endearing. We have to see that aspect from Miro. Maybe well, he has it. Maybe he they've been cucking him his whole goddamn WWE career. There's nothing endearing about being cucked. It you makes already like- said it. Everybody banged his wife. He's been cucking himself his entire marriage. Well, I don't know what they do non-kayfabe. If his dream ass was doing Twitch kid. dances with her. She was teaching him how to Twitch dance. And he that's, put that on his Twitter. That's a good husband. That's cute coaching. It's not TikTok. Yeah, it's good Sorry, husband. It's TikTok not games. I'm a killer wrestler. That's the other one I was thinking about TikTok. Yeah, it's not I'm a killer wrestler, but that is good husband shit. Sometimes that is, that is I'm glad we I'm glad we came back to Two this. days ago you and do TikTok explain. dances and then you get introduced as the Bulgarian brute and you're supposed to be this impressive bulky, you know, meat man that just beats shit up. I'm like, no, you're not. You're a dweeb. Meat we just man saw that your beats shit up. <laughs> Let me explain to you how WWE wants you to get yourself over. They want you to get yourself over outside of the company. And inside of the company, they want you to get yourself over within their parameters. Those are the ways in which they would like you to get yourself over. So how did Zack Ryder not do that? He got himself over outside of the company and got himself over within their parameters. Because he brought some crowd that was barking with him because of that little show into the WWE. So how's that different? Listen, there was a whole shit ton of people in the Thunderdome at DP's place when Zack Ryder won the Intercontinental Championship ladder match at WrestleMania, okay? They had to eventually, while the next match was going on, tell me to sit down and stop marking out. So, you know, I'm just telling you what I know being a lifelong seeing so much WWE, WWE Defender, but I still like other things. I'm just letting you know why it didn't happen for Rusev, because... Those two things are mainly what they want you to do in getting yourself over. Why do you think guys like JBL eventually got a big push? Because he got himself over outside of the WWE. You know, he went out there and made himself as, not as JBL, but as himself. Just one example. No, I I feel you, man. And I think it it cuts both ways. I mean, that's why I take it as a case-by-case basis. Some guys do better outside the WWE, and eventually they'll come back, like a Drew McIntyre or a Bobby Lashley. Some guys, it, they're just not cut for the E. Some guys, the E just do, does them dirty. I mean, I'm not saying that the E is purposely trying to bury people. It just, whatever the E was trying to do, it just didn't work with them. Another example is Naomi. Look at Naomi. She eventually, before she got her championship runs, she went outside of WWE and got herself over in in more prominent music videos and more prominent dance roles. What are you talking about? She was a dancer before she came to the E. But I said more prominent. You're not listening to me. Wait. Go back and... Okay, then look at... What video? Go look at what what she did before she was champion and then after she was champion. You go back and look at it and then you come back to me next week and tell me I'm wrong. What video? All I did was ask for video. I don't know what st- I don't know what stocks JBL invested in. Okay, so don't Senor call me out like this, Platt. Senor Madurator, should we dovetail? I'm not done with Platt. Suck a fucker. 
Should we dovetail this into what we were going to make five and make it three? Because that has to do with getting yourself over within parameters. And I feel like it continues a conversation instead of just going with our set list. Well, it's just a preview. Platt pissed me off. Well, then we should run with it. Let's just run with what we were going to make five as three because it continues the same wave of conversation. Are we calling it an audible? Or an audible? I mean, I think it makes sense. This is a Wendy's, sir. Since we're going off a plan, (laughs) pissing me off and doing a segue on that, take this. Chair shot. Network. I want you to hear that shit in your sleep, dude. He probably does. It gives me nightmares. Yes, it gives me nightmares. Yes. All right, I'll make it easier for you. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Now I want you to associate. I want you to associate Amber with. ChairShot Network. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. So in my dreams, this is going to be Amber's face talking. Chair shot network. You just gotta get Amber to do it now. See if see if she'll play along and do that to Gorilla Radio. Oh, that'd be great. That'd be great. All right. And and making an audible, we were gonna hit on this last, but the the social media ban in which WWE does not want their so called characters getting over in other places. Now you can look at it from the outside or you can look at it from the inside and both sides have said that they don't like it and some people have come out and said that it's not that big of a deal but in WWE character they don't want you getting over on their on their time and you collecting the dime basically okay so while it's bullshit I understand it from WWE's perspective I mean the Roman Reigns character, the Big E Langston character, whomever you want to throw out there, that is technically, that is their intellectual property. If those people choose to leave WWE, they can't take their names with them. That's why everybody's got stupid names in AEW that are named Chris Jericho. <laughs> so, I mean, <laughs> but I mean, that's why I understand where they're coming from. And I mean, that's kind of the way of the world at this point, man. Most people in entertainment sign 360 deals. For those that don't know, a 360 deal means that once you sign a deal with somebody, they anything that you do outside of them, they get a cut. They get a piece of it. Uh, they I know they have them in music. That's why you see all these guys always coming out with CDs and always touring and stuff like that because, hell, it's five people that touch their money before they get a dollar. And I, I know they have them in the uh, reality TV world as well. They actually they actually call it the Bethany Markle rule in reality TV because that was the young lady. Well, she ain't young, but that was the lady that was on one of the housewives. I think it was Jersey or some shit like that. And she took that little 15 minutes of fame and she built a whole goddamn empire on that. I think she had some clothes. I know she had the skinny girl vodka. Hell, yep. she even had a talk show for a little bit. So that's why they started doing that. So most companies nowadays and corporations have those 360 deals in entertainment. It just kind of, it is what it is. That's just the nature of the beast that we find ourselves in. I'm assuming WWE operates on a similar wavelength because I know for the longest when Rock first started making movies, they were getting a cut off of that. And that's how he was able to use the name The Rock. So when he tried to transition away from them, that's when he was, you know, Dwayne Johnson trying to get away from that. 
And Jericho actually tells a funny story about when he booked Dance with the Stars and how him and Vince got into an argument about that because Vince wanted a cut to the point that Vince even called the executives at ABC the man that he get a cut for. So I understand where they're coming from. It is their intellectual property. That little bit of money laying on the ground, they could let the talent have that. They could, but technically they're in the right. On another note and this is something that I don't think another pe- enough people are talking about within its proper context former presidential candidate Andrew Yang came out and tweeted a statement in support of the talent and criticizing the WWE for not allowing the talent to make this money and that's interesting because and I've said this before wrestling operates in this weird space and they've been able to get away with a lot of egregious shit when it comes to their labor practices because of the stigma that the genre of pro wrestling has so nobody really pays it any attention so if the government starts snooping around and uh, under the covers of professional wrestling obviously that's not going to happen anytime soon because the McMahons are in bed with the government right now because of their relationship with the president but he's not going to be there forever and if the government starts snooping around and and pulling the covers off of the pro wrestling industry, that's going to change things a lot for everybody, not just WWE. I, I have another point, but I want you to get in here and, and you know say what you want to say. No, that that's actually a really good angle because I think Andrew Yang is going to be doing an interview with uh, Chris Van Vliet later in the week, and the the little overview blurb teaser that Van Vliet put on his his channel was that Yang is a childhood wrestling fan so that's why it kind of resonated more with him because he grew up like in the WWF and he has his you know beliefs on where where the money should go but from what I understand this all turned because of Lana and that bang energy drink commercial she did which the the tagline to click on the video was bang Lana so who's (laughs) who's not gonna click that or as you already said who already hasn't. So, I mean, there, there, there's a lot of reason for just clickbait reasons she did that, but you're right. Lana's not even her real name. So there's no argument she could make about using that when that is actually WWE's product, property, whatever you want to say. But you also look at it from the other aspect of people are smart about it to a degree because look at the Iconics. Uh, Peyton Royce. She started a YouTube channel under her given name. And Billy Kay has an Instagram kind of channel and a YouTube channel she just started off under Jay McKay Does. So it's not Billy Kay Does. So she's allowed to interact with like Tennille Dashwood and all that other stuff. So when she understands that, hmm, I'm going to use my shoot name this way nothing can come back on WWE and nobody can be like, oh, well Billy Kay did this, so this is associated with the character. No. Like, Jay McKay could do crack for all we care. It has nothing to do with Billy Kay. So, well, like, not in, like in, she does. I'm not saying she does. But, well, if this was but, the 80s and she was a wrestler, she probably would. Uh, that was kind right, of perfect right. back then. The, the, yeah. the crack or the coke is just a given and then that's even more normal. But she was smart about it and Peyton was good about it because she opened it under what Cassie Lee or whatever her name I don't know hers off the top of my head but some of them get it and some of them don't and it's really not a surprise that Lana doesn't get it no no offense to her but she's she's not exactly the brightest bulb in the box now just to to bring fair and balanced into the situation shout out to Fox News he he 
I, I read that report as well. And Miro, a.k.a. Rusev, he came out and denied that report because apparently it, it came from Meltzer uh, initially, and Rusev said Lana did as well. Now, I don't know if they're just backtracking and or, or whatever the case may be, but they did come out, just, just to be fair, they did come out and say that she wasn't the smoking gun. And I know I was listening to uh, Jim Cornette this week, and he thinks that the smoking gun is actually AJ Styles because he went on his Twitch, I believe, and was talking shit about Paul Heyman. And he seems to think that that's the impetus for all of this because they don't want their talent going on, you know, in on on third party platforms or other party platforms talking shit about the company. That was I, I don't a while know. ago, though. Like that, the whole Heyman stuff started when the Good Brothers left because the Good Brothers buried him. Then. I don't think you guys watched it yet or whatever, but then talking Shopamania, they made plenty of jokes and talking about Uncle Alan, you said you were going to protect us, but it's okay. We, we're all right with you. Like, you know, bald layman, like he's evil and he did this. You didn't have the choice. It's fine. Uncle Alan, we, 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 we still love you. So I, I get it. It's, it's fine. Yeah. I don't know what he's showing us. But he's showing oh, us no heroes today. No Twitch because he's all elite. No, who cares? He's a dweeb. Fuck me. I mean, they're, at the they're moment. right. Unless he can figure it out at the moment, he's a fucking dweeb. So, <laughs> yeah, I think it's bullshit, but I also understand as a corporation, I understand where they're coming from. And as you alluded to, Ball, well, you didn't allude. You flat out said it. There's ways to get around that. You brought up some of those instances. I mean, even uh, Xavier Woods' video game show, he doesn't go by Xavier Woods. He uses his, his real name. And I know Sasha Banks. I saw that she has a cameo as well. She just changed her name to her real name. It's it's uh, Mercedes Motivations Mercedes. or some yeah, shit yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, there's ways around that, man, to get you a little bit of paper. It's like you wouldn't go onto another website or a show as Chris Platt. Maybe you've got an alias we don't know, like like Reverend Funkalicious Belmonte or something like that. That could be you. I could see you pulling off that. It'd be like this sexy low voice, like after 12 o'clock, DJ. You've, you've met with the Reverend Funkalicious Belmonte. Actually, you've, <laughs> picked, you've picked the wrong one. I go all over as Percival Charles. Oh, no! <laughs> Percival Charles is in your house. I, I hate you both, and I both I hate how both of you tried to get like some soul in your voice or something like that, because that's how y'all imagine brothers talk. <laughs> Ray gave me Percival. You guys gave me Percival Charles. Was that you? I yeah, I know Percival Charles. I know your name. I gave it to you, goddamn. That ain't my name. <laughs> it is now. <laughs> and I and I think I'm gonna change yours too, uh, Balls. You are now Andrew Mortimer Belez. Nice. <laughs> I love it. I just hope I remember that. <laughs> You're probably not going to. Nah, probably not. It'll be Unless something else next the week. Family guy, then it might remind you. Then I'd be like, oh boy, <laughs> I'm what? <laughs> I have a pharmaceutical company. Oh boy. <laughs> Peter, how are you? But getting getting back real quick, man, just kind of put a ball on everything. When I was talking about how if the government gets involved and starts pulling the skirt up off of professional wrestling, I mean, we're seeing those signs. It's obviously not going to happen tomorrow. I mean, hell, the stock, the uh, investors in the stock, what do they call those people that invest in stock? Stockholders? <laughs> the holders of the stock. Yeah, the holders of the stocks. <laughs> I think you have to get it that you're old English on. Ah, yes, the holders of the stocks as per the regulations and rules of the Worldwide Entertainment Group. And ye holders of stock. But no, but seriously, though, the, the stockholders are finally at 
after years coming to the realization that Vince has been working them this entire time, which I'm not hating on Vince about that. Do your thing. I popped your collar to you, pimp, 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 But they're finally starting to come to that realization that they've been getting worked this whole time. So you've got that going on. You got a you former president. Say shit though when their last uh, quarter did like forty million dollars in profits because they didn't have to travel because of quarantine. You notice there's no angry stockholders or people on the board retiring. Just saying. Touche. Touche, Any, motherfucker. And, what I'm and, saying. For <laughs> anybody else pulling in six billion dollars worth of TV contracts over the past couple of years? The NBA, the NFL, Major League Baseball. I think we can stop there. Yeah, that's I don't, about it. I don't think NASCAR is that that good. No, Larry David. I'm kidding. <laughs> how long? And how long have the that. NBA, the Major League Baseball, and the NFL been around? Wrestling's been around longer than the uh, NBA, Major League Baseball, and the NFL, sir. Not the WWE. Well, probably though. not baseball. Not the WWE, though. Baseball's what? 1840s, you know, folks, it's like funny. That. If Stop you want to read into Christopher Platt and, and inside of his mind, when he starts to talk like that after I say something, that means I'm right. And he just wishes he didn't would have said it first. Here it comes again. Wishes he would have said it first. Why you make me sound like Slim Blade, man? What's wrong with you? I'll get you French fried potatoes. All in all... It's much to do about nothing. It's just a way for people to shat on the WWE, which everybody likes to do that. And, I mean, to be fair, they give you a lot of fertilizer. But at the same point in time, everything doesn't have to be such a big fucking deal. Everybody relax, lighten up. It's professional wrestling. I swear to God, man, some of these people on social media, I, I, I do. have you ever watched wrestling, like, before two weeks ago? Are you new here? You know what I mean? Some of the things that they get mad about. You don't even go here. what the hell man do you know how any of this works yes it's racist yes it's sexist yes it's violent yes they do weird shit yes they have bad business practices that's just the industry and it's always been like that the owner of the uh, number one competition quote unquote is a giant man child and puts out ridiculous tweets like double or nothing was better than Wrestlemania or some shit like that what's he supposed to say though man what's he supposed to say Remind me the last time Dixie Carter put down Bound for Glory shit on WrestleMania. Dixie Carter's also in her 60s, man. Tony Khan She wasn't age. fucking That's... 15 years ago. They didn't have Twitter 15 years ago, man. And if they did, it I wasn't don't know. Twitter's like... close. Yeah, Actually, sure I don't they know. Twitter 15 years ago. But the Fuck point yes. is, it wasn't... <laughs> It wasn't popping like it is now, man. He's of that age. Plus, look at him. He's a tech geek, man. He probably got all that shit. He'd be TikToking and flip-flopping oh, and twitching he's a and man child. shit. I'm, I'm just reinforcing this thing you said from earlier, which you're completely right. AEW needs a fucking adult. This isn't a Team 4-star Dragon Ball Z a bridge joke where somebody can just go, I am an adult. No. Fuck you, people. You need a real fucking adult over there. Someone to say the word no. It's not hard. It's two letters. You put them together. They make a fucking word. It's the opposite of on. So you work that way out. Maybe get right on and just make sure everyone's dyslexic. You'll fucking figure it out somehow. Like, fucking figure it out. Get an adult. You're right, Chris. I'm just putting over more shit you said. It it, it certainly isn't going to be Tony Khan's father's Shaka Khan with that goddamn snarly whiplash mustache he got popping off. Plus, we see how he handles the Jaguars. So... (laughs) 
Oh. It's a business practice that runs in the family. <laughs> oh, Middle Eastern Ron Jeremy looking ass. I mean, no shame in Ron Jeremy's game. When you gotta tuck it in your sock for reals, I'm not really gonna be taking shots at you. Ron Jeremy's gonna be in jail for a while. Yeah, that's why I, I w- went silent there. <laughs> I'm just, uh, I'm yeah. He's also like 60. He's been fine for like, what, 50 years or whatever? Don't worry about it. Okay, well, he's probably going to spend the rest of his life in jail then. Let's just say that. Yeah, I, that's that's pretty much looking like it's going to happen. Yes. Read read a, read a paper every now and again, Balls, or visit a Why website or something. Why ever click on something about Ron Jeremy? <laughs> Ron Jeremy is a porn <laughs> at best to me. Stop males. saying his I name. Please you? stop saying his name. Please, I am begging you. All right, I'm... Nope. TheChairShot.com Always use your head. All right, as Andrew figures out why we didn't want him to say that name anymore. Finn Balor is your new NXT champion, and I feel like that's where the conversation is going to hear be here. Lazy because I feel like neither of you really care. That was a damn good match, though. Like, mm. do I care who won the belt necessarily? All right. No, let's, but let's take it, it from validates this point. What... Let's go to the let's go to the Twitter bullshit then. Let's talk about all the people that said. Finn Balor's 39, and he's your developmental champion. Well, NXT is no longer a developmental brand, in my opinion. It's an actual fucking brand. And in order to get young talent over, developmental or not, they have to get over people that are really good. And if Adam Cole and Undisputed Era are on their way out, what better guy than Finn Balor in a pinch because the guy you brought in to carry the title probably to take over at WrestleMania had a shoulder injury. Yeah, I mean, come on, man. They got $40 million for a TV deal from a network, okay? The Louisville Redbirds or the Toledo Mudhens ain't, <laughs> ain't getting a $40 million TV deal. So, touche. Well, yeah, this ain't Florida Championship Wrestling either. Like, it's it's a third brand. And age doesn't really matter when it comes down to it. Shayna Baszler was a two-time champ, and she was, what, 38 before she got called up? Was anybody complaining she shouldn't win the belt because she started NXT at 36 or 37? So, what? Keith Lee's like 34 or 35? What? what? Yeah, now, aside from four years, day. what's the big difference between Keith Lee being 35 and getting called up and then Finn being 39 and holding it until they figure out where they're going? I thought Keith Lee was older than that, quite frankly. I thought he was like 36, 37. But the, the fact of the matter is, and I know what the argument is going to be, but I'm just going to get it out. Roman Reigns, he's about, what, 35, 36? Randy Orton's in his 40s. AJ Styles is in his 40s. Who, who else we got? Those are just the ones off the top of my head, and these are top talents. I mean, people are going to say, oh, but, but we're talking about NXT. Shut up. You just heard I, what I, I said. I think Roman's a, a little younger than that, but everybody's like 30-plus, so nobody's like a real young pup. The is problem is, is the same people... even Adam Cole's 30. The same the people. Hell? The same people are bitching about Finn Balor being the old champion and developmental thing are the same people that compare AEW to WW or to NXT in the fact that they think AEW is better than WWE, but they're only happy about beating NXT in ratings. 
Well, you can't tell me they're developmental and be happy about beating them in the ratings and then still get your ass kicked <laughs> by Raw and SmackDown. AEW fans, once in a while, do yourself a favor and hashtag use your head. I'm sick of both of them. I'm sick of the AEW stands. I'm sick of the WWE stands. I'm standing in the middle rolling my eyes at both of y'all. But that's neither here nor there. And uh, but uh, a funny thing that I've noticed about professional wrestling, at least uh, the uh, the guys, I can't really speak for the women because this is the this is kind of like the 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 first batch of women that actually wrestle well. Not saying that there weren't great women's wrestlers before then, but y'all know what I'm talking about. Like it's an actual thing now. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? What I'm trying to say without getting canceled. Given the fact that we're talking about WWE and like North American perspective, I agree with you. Yes. All right, thank you. There's a lot more opportunity it, now, though. That's yeah, yeah. We all say the same thing, but I was gonna say just on on the male perspective, man, it doesn't seem like the guys really hit their stride and their peak until they get into their forties. I mean, look. I mean, think about it historically, man. Booker T. The the king I thought the King Booker thing was the best run he had, and that was in his forties. JBL he he peaked later. Chris Jericho helped. Chris Jericho didn't become Chris Jericho till about two thousand and eight. That feud that he had with Shawn Michaels and that whole character. Not saying he wasn't great before that, but he wasn't Chris Jericho. Chris Jericho he wasn't what he is now. I'll give you a free. I'll give you a free. I'll give you a free pass there. I won't. I won't. I won't tear you apart. Don't talk about because I won't tear you apart there. Okay, well then let's let's easier go layups here. The outsiders when they were when they sparked WCW, they were all in their mid to late thirties. You know, Scott Hall, Kevin Nash weren't young. DDP was pushing forty when I think he was thirty five when he started training to actual wrestle, not just valet. So he was late thirties, almost forty, if not forty, when he actually won the damn championship. So Hell, There's a lot to say Ray, there because fuck Ray Harley was, Race didn't get his first one till after he was in his 30s. Same thing with Flair. Like that was kind of the thing where you had to put time in so people could trust you to become the champion. There wasn't really like the 22 year old upstart, you know, three time heavyweight champion. That didn't really exist. That didn't exist before Dwayne Johnson, quite frankly. And 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 Tony, don't give me that bullshit about because Jericho beat Rock and Stone Cold in the same night. You know he was booked as a J Bro champion, and that main event versus, with him versus Triple H was boo boo. Don't act like you don't know what I'm saying. But hell, Rey Mysterio is 46 years old, and he's cutting the best promos of his life right now. I mean, and AJ Styles yeah. just learned how to talk and really learned how to sell when he went over there to, to Japan. They taught his ass how to sell and taught his ass psychology, yeah. and he came back here, and he was on a whole nother level. He, before that, he was just a flippy guy with a bad haircut. Now he's a seller guy with a bad haircut. <laughs> he was a little better than flippy guy I with tried, a bad haircut. I tried to let it go, but you had to come back. Hold one, arm drag. Hold two, arm bar. Hold three. Right, because that was after 2008, right? Oh, no, wait, because that was after... Oh, no, wait, because that was after he beat Stone Cold The Rock. Oh, wait, no, no, it wasn't. He was the best thing thing going in WCW, but the fact that Hogan and them didn't want to work with him, that doesn't mean that he wasn't really good back then. But that's I've not never what said he was really, really good. Good, no. Like people aren't crowned, or people aren't actually coming into their own or their prime wrestling wise until late thirties to early forties most of the time. I, Jer- and, the stuff Jericho did in WCW, a lot of it is a lot better than what he's doing right now. 
work rate wise? Sure. No, character wise. Yeah, it was in the style. Yeah, okay, yeah. But so you're talking about being in your prime at that point. That dude was in his prime I'm already. About being a main throwing, he was and throwing a lot of shit no, against You talked no, about guys no. hitting their prime not till their okay. 40s. That's what Sonny, you said. Yeah. Sonny, not main eventer. Don't Ralph change it. Security is no, a main event. Is Ralphus Security about? a main event fucking gimmick, Tony? Ralphus, is that a main event gimmick? Or tying your hair up in like a you double said prime. Using like he a said prime. Top? He said prime. He didn't say main yes. event. You're wrestling. I'm prime. arguing the point that guys being in the wrestling out. prime. They, yes. I think you're wrong. And you become a top guy. I think you're what completely you wrong. About? Jericho, Jericho was entertaining his shit in WCW. You don't have to tell us that because we blow WCW. Hey, so the show. greatest of all time. Yeah. You're telling me the Undertaker didn't hit his prime until his 40s. You're telling me Stone Cold didn't hit his prime until his 40s or 50s. You're telling me. You're telling me The Rock okay. didn't. You're Stone telling me Cold Flair didn't. Stone you're Cold telling me Dusty didn't. Did That's not 40. His mid to late 30s. I said mid 30s to 40s. I'm talking to Platt. Oh, well, okay, I shaved five years off of his number, but he was still talking about people in their mid-30s. Roman is like 33. Keith Lee's 35. You so said 40. No, 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 he said closer to 40, to be fair. I will, and 35 no, is on the closer than 40. 40s. I said late 30s to 40s is uh, like a wrestler's prime. We'll say like 36 to 42. Okay, That's when so they all even if we can the- argue a couple years here or there... There's no big difference between 35 and 33. So there it's it's hard to argue that anybody was that far ahead of the game with the exception of the rock. The like, fucking what? Stone it. Cold came in the ringmaster and the Stone Cold thing. That was in his mid 30s. They gave Tape him 10 because they did for 10 years. Yeah. What? My argument is that you said 40s. The first thing, see, it doesn't really matter. I don't even have to say anything because people already listen to it. And they're like, oh, my goodness, Tony's so right. And they keep going on and on. So I don't even have to say anything else. Okay, but you brought up Chris Jericho in his Ralphus gimmick, which it was highly entertaining. But that's not main event. When I say prime, I'm talking about guys that figure it out, that ascend to that top level where you w- make all the money. Jericho was throwing shit at the wall. A lot People like are listening. He is right they're now. like, listen to them backtrack. Oh, it's hilarious. Yo, I'm not. I'm yo. I'm not even talking out of my ass here. Why don't you go look up Chris Jericho himself? He I don't said have that to look anything up. I can just go back and listen to what you said, and you're backtracking on what you said. That he period. I don't know why I keep. They already heard he it. It's Michaels. already been heard. And it's already been heard. Next level, and it was right then with Vince. Shawn Michaels. There's him. another guy who didn't make his prime until his 40s. Hot eh? Shawn Michaels finally hit his prime Sean, in his 40s. It? Right? Yep. There we go. Shawn Part Two went better than Shawn Part One. Get the fuck out of here, Tony. Shawn Part Two went better than Shawn Part One. Bret Hart finally hit his prime in his 40s. Fuck out. So did Ric Flair, so did Dusty Rhodes, so did Ricky Steamboat, so did Macho Man Randy Savage. All these guys, they finally hit their prime in their 40s. Okay, Savage, there's an argument there because Savage was still relevant I can't believe you guys are actually finally, I can't believe you're still trying to fucking defend this. What? 
the fuck are you getting at? You're naming a couple outliers. Just because there's exceptions to the rule doesn't mean the rule doesn't fucking exist. I can name exceptions to fucking everything. And then I get, oh, yeah, well, nobody watches Japan. No one cares what Doug Williams did in London in round four people. No one cares that this happened in Arena, Mexico in 1978 with three dudes under a mask and a pinata. Like, what the fuck? You're doing the same fucking hyperbolic shit. This is why I'm the... This is why I'm the moderator because I win every conversation I want to win. <laughs> I don't even. You didn't even can put put together a compelling argument. Like you're just saying words. Well, I've just been yeah, right the entire time, and that's your that's your that's your argument like, back. Is yo you were saying words? Yeah. What you doing? Oh my god! You guys, are, you guys are so you guys sound so bad right now. It's hilarious. You want to go to the next topic, or you want me to just keep ripping you, new asshole? I don't know. You just want to tell us what the next topic is because we're gonna be wrong. We sound so bad right now. I'm I'm drunk is is beautiful, <laughs> but we sound bad. All right, I'm soberish, man. You can kiss my ass. I like the ish. But I couldn't lie. <laughs> I know, I know. I just embellished. <laughs> it's funny to me that you think that I'm trying to bury you, but I'm just trying to make you not sound stupid. Why should you visit TheChairShot.com? TheChairShot.com is your home for hard-hitting reviews, news, opinion, and analysis. With attitude. Why? Because you're smarter than the average fan. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. All right. Well, it's Andrew time, and Platt's still pissed off because he's wrong, and that's what happens. And that's why I try not to make him sound wrong so many times. But I did tonight, and now he's Shut mad. Up. Andrew, I even tweeted out today the G1, they came out with their blocks. I, so I don't get it, though. A and B block, right? Ten in each side. And Correct. that's is that all the competitors, though? Yes, it's usually 20 competitors. Okay, that's what I was confused on. So, or at least it has been the last few years. There's fluctuations in numbers. Sometimes it's 12 or 14. In the, the worst years financially for the company, there were less people involved, obviously, because there's less mouse to feed, less people to pay kind of thing. You get my drift? I get your drift. So what are your thoughts on the divisions and who's in which block across from each other? Or with each other. A block is fucking murder block. Jesus Christ. Like, that. that's crazy. Like, I know that Platt and I kind of laid our ground earlier a week or two ago about saying who we thought was going to go into Wrestle Kingdom. And I'm very happy to see that Jay White is going to be in the G1. So that kind of lends more credence to what I was saying. Because I really think that Jay should have probably won the cup. But because of quarantine and him not being able to get over, he didn't. So, the quick rundowns are A Block is Kota Ibushi, Jeff Cobb, Kazuchika Okada, Tomohiro Ishii, Will Ospreay, Shingo Takagi, Minoru Suzuki, Taichi, Jay White, and Yujiro Takahashi. So, out of those ten, you can assume that Takahashi is going to be the guy to eat most of the pinfalls, and he's probably going to end up with maybe two or four points, because he's, he's, he's the jabroni of that group. But... That that's a murderer's row of people to possibly pick from. Like, Osprey hasn't been seen in a while, so I don't think they're gonna give him the returning hero kind of magical push because 
that doesn't necessarily seem warranted, especially over Suzuki that has the never title. Taichi's half of the, the tag champions. Ishii is in a decent program right now with the six mans because Okada is involved in it. We all know Ibushi. Jeff Cobb is still, you know, he's impressive, and Takagi's impressive in his own right. So that that's really a rough block. But B block is Hiroshi Tanahashi. My bad, man. I just had to say this real quick. That sucks for Osprey because he was on the ascension. They were kind of pushing him to be the next main gaijin in New Japan, and then the pandemic hit and everything went to hell. He's still going to get a good run, and that that's kind of where I see Osprey because Ibushi, Ishii, Okada, Suzuki, Jay White, Takagi, those are all going to be great matches that people are going to love, and Osprey is going to help get over quality-wise for the IWC and for the like the, the pure wrestling fans. So he he's not going to get buried or lose much steam, I feel. It's just they're going to have to dovetail him into some story with someone there to move him through the rest of the year and possibly into Wrestle Kingdom. Maybe with Takagi, maybe with Suzuki for the Never, maybe with Taichi, and he needs a, a tag partner. Fuck, maybe that's Ibushi's new tag partner. Maybe Ibushi for- and Osprey decide to tag up. I'm here for that, but for because, those that don't know, mm-hmm. in, in in New Japan speak, gaijin means foreigners. I, well, I, I'm just saying that for in because, mainly. Speak. Okay, in Japanese speak, it just yeah, that's foreigner. I'm just saying that for Amber and my boy Frank, who's been watching the show lately, even bought some chair shot shirts and loves the show and doesn't even watch wrestling. So we must be oh, doing nice. something right. Yeah. Fucking a. Yeah. So alrighty, so then the B block is Tanahashi, Juice Robinson, Hiroki Goto. Toroyano, Yoshi fucking Hashi, Tatsuya Naito, Sonata, Zack Sabre Jr., Evil, and Kenta. So that is a little lighter, but it's also interesting because Evil and Kenta, both being Bullet Club, being in the same block is weird. Sonata and Naito, they have a little bit of weird tumultuous history. It feels like it was squashed with the match today, but... LIJ versus LIJ, that'll be interesting. Tanahashi's on kind of a fallen ace kind of storyline, so I don't know if he's going to do the Phoenix gimmick and kind of rise from the ashes at some point, or if he's finally going to go off the pasture, which I'm hoping it's off the pasture because I'm really getting sick mm. of every other year being Tanahashi's broken down and he has to come back kind of thing. Yano, <laughs> he's Yano. Yoshihashi is a dork, but they're giving him some kind of push because he finally got a belt. Juice, He's over. He like people love him because of his flamboyant gimmick, and you know he's kind of a ladies' man to most of the the it's women. Me. That's how they, huh? I'm people. It's me. I'm people. You, I'm okay. here for juice. You know that. I, you know I love me. I some know. Juice. I know you are. But I'm just saying, with the crowd that they care about, the Japanese crowd, he's very much over, mostly with the female fans, and yeah, he's he's, he's going to have a solid showing. Oh, that, yes. that's Mexican. Mexican. And My and bad. exotico means something different in. Mexico, in case you're not. I know on the on the crying game side of the game. I know. Close enough. It's it's more just drag queen, but close enough. Yes. So Goto Tanahashi, Saber Kenta, Evil Naito, like those are probably the bigger players, but that's not nearly as tough as A Block. A Block has like all the big possible challengers for the the title, and that looks fucking scary. I can see where you're saying that this is carved out for Jay White. And number one, shout out to Jay White and Osprey and Juice and everybody else being able to actually participate in the tournament. In other words, get your shit together, America. Goddamn. <laughs> Come on, man. We can do this. But, okay, so wh- where is Abushi? Is he A or B? 
Ibushi is A. Mm-hmm. And he's got Okada, Ishii, Osprey, Takagi, Suzuki, Taichi, J. Those so are... that's 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 the storyline right there. That's going to be Ibushi's hero's journey on the Odyssey or whatever hero's journey you want to throw out there. That's that's what it is. He's got to go it... through Murderer's Row to get the shot at Naito, where they're probably going to both kill each other and break each other's necks in the match. If they get that far, because the current story is Ibushi and Taichi have a lot of animosity because Taichi and ZSJ are the tag champions and they took it off of Ibushi and Tanahashi and then Tanahashi and Ibushi lost the rematch but they're still in multi-man matches kind of jawing at each other so I feel this is going to be Ibushi beats Taichi to get his win back from the cup and there's going to be some snowball effect there maybe Ibushi turns heel maybe Tanahashi turns heel but there, there's going to be something kind of to break that up and I don't know if that's going to turn into Ibushi focusing singles or if he's going to fall into line with a new partner for tags so do you know what the preliminary plans are for the Tokyo Dome i.e. Wrestle Kingdom number one are they going to do the two night thing again are they going to run that back and are they expecting to have or how, well, I know they're expecting to have fans, but how many fans? Are we talking full capacity, 50%, 35%? They don't really announce Tokyo Dome plans until G1. And G1 is usually earlier in the year, which is why it feels like it's late. But they oh, also, yeah, cause they, yeah, they normally start about June, right? Correct, but yeah. they pushed it back because the Olympics was supposed to fuck with all their venues this year. Mm. So it just happened to work out that they were going to push it back anyway and quarantine hit but we're going to get G1 same time next year when the Olympics just run it back next year because they decided to take the hiatus. Y'all remember the Potters War probably about six months ago now where we were talking about, well, probably back in February when Corona really started to hit and we were speculating whether or not there was going to be an Olympics and you guys were saying, well, these athletes have been training their whole lives to do this. Yeah, they're not going to let some stupid virus or silly virus stop them and then it stopped the entire world. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't, I don't remember saying that either, actually. No. Well, go back and actually listen to your work, sir. Okay, oh go back and find it for me. I told you where to look in February. That's oh, like four shows. Why do I have to look about something you just made up? Because I never said that. And I was only on three shows in February because that's my birthday. So you got like three shows to pull from. Anywho, go ahead, Andrew. I no, should do, this, this, I should do more funny. work to make you look bad. Wow, you have to work to make me look bad because I'm that goddamn I good. Don't I oh, just? I God. just oh, you're Jesus. barking up the wrong tree. This hurts. This hurts right now. We need to do a buddy comedy, well, <laughs> a buddy cop move. This is what happens when you call Platt out too many times. He can't take it. He can dish it out though. What are you talking about? I've been throwing it back at you this whole goddamn time. Have you not been listening? No, yeah, you, you can dish it out. You can dish it out, but you can't I take like it. it. That's what I just said. Daddy drink. I really don't. But <laughs> <laughs> mommy and daddy fight. I get sad. Daddy hits Stay out of this, Andrew. He hits the egg. Stay out of this, Andrew. And I get sad. <laughs> this is what, business, this is what it looks like when Platt loses. Wow. How did I lose? What are you talking about, sir? How did I lose? Where did I lose? What if I lost? Not dredge that back up. Okay, let's move on. Focus we, on one. Let's not dwell in the past. Do we have a last topic? I think we just. This was the last topic. That's do you have anything else to pontificate on from G one? Should be good matches. 
They're Tony, always good. You tweeted it. Did you, anything catch your attention <laughs> aside from the fact that you know it's a big tournament? Like, do you give a fuck at all, or anything look interesting matchup wise? I will definitely go to thechairshot.com and check out all the coverage that you have coming. I'll take it. <laughs> All right. Uh, did anything cool happen on uh, Impact TV? Uh, the Motor City Machine Guns had a damn good tag match against the Rascals, which was for the title. They beat the Rascals, but it was a fucking good match. And then, so, no. I mean, it depends on what you're looking for. Rich Swan made the save after uh, what's his face, Eric Young beat the shit out of Tommy Dreamer, and Rich Swan was supposed to have given the kayfabe retirement. So I think they're building for you know, rich homie Swan to possibly challenge for the big belt at Bound for Glory because that, that kind of, that's how I see the story moving. Tony, any thoughts on Impact? Oh, God, <laughs> definitely not. God, no, no, no negative thoughts. Let's oh, not yeah. bury Impact. Eric, Eric Young's a fucking moron for going at Vince. There you go. There's my thoughts. I mean, he has every right to feel how he feels. He's a thousand percent wrong. But why shouldn't he feel like he feels? You should feel like you're the best wrestler in the world. Shouldn't doesn't, you? Doesn't mean you have to use Vince's name while you say it. I Everybody mean, it uses gets Vince's tight. name while you say it. It gets clicks. Yeah. I'm just saying, man. You know, I I, I don't I don't want to go back to you know topic one or or three or whatever that was. But everybody can't be wrong. Eric Young's wrong. Everybody can't be wrong. I've given my opinion. Is that not enough? No, that's oh, fine. Oh, no, that's, that's more than idiot. enough, sir. That's <laughs> more, more than entitled to your opinion to say he's dumb. And that that's neither wrong nor right. It's a perspective because only, I, you know, him, Vince, Vince in the trees, knows who's actually right in that argument. That That's all I'm saying. But, you know, you're you're entitled to think it's dumb because... You know, I I just get sick of everybody doing the whole Vince is an out of touch old man thing, and I'm like, you know, everybody can't keep saying that just because they don't get their way. Like, just everybody think you're the best because you are. Chad Johnson Every- thought he was the best receiver in the NFL too. I'm pretty sure that was proven wrong. Uh, that's fair, but he got over. But still, there we go. He got over. He wasn't right. Yeah, yeah, he got over. Yeah, he got <laughs> over. Lil Rain said he was the best rapper alive, and for about 90 minutes, we all believed him. Yeah, Machine Gun Kelly thought he was going to go at Eminem. Now he, now he looks like he you know, stopped at Barbie's Dream House or whatever for the Video Music Awards. That was oh, a terrible I, I, look. I think, yeah, but number one, he's banging Megan Fox, so good for him. Number two... He did low key kind of get at Eminem. Like you, you're not going to out rap Eminem. He knew that going into it. But the things that he said in that diss record, and then M just came back and just you know he lyrically destroyed him. But I, I'm gonna say MJ, MGK got at him, man. It's not just because he's from Cleveland. I'm gonna say he got at Eminem. Decent shots, but it feels like it took MGK longer to come up with it. And M went for old battle rap style where he picks apart your shit and throws it back at you. And that's why not only is he lyrically better, he actually knows how to battle rap. So that's why he put him in his fucking place. And it It, was beautiful. It felt like if I was to talk shit about Nebraska Mike, shout out to Nebraska Mike. Everybody would look at me like I'm a bully. Like, what are you doing, man? Why are you fucking with this guy? He ain't did nothing to you. That's, That's what it felt like Eminem going at MGK, at least in my opinion. Shout out to Nebraska Mike, by the way. Yeah, he's been a little on the quiet side. I miss him. 
His, his takes are funny as shit. But you know what I'm saying, though. Like, that's the equivalent of Eminem trying to bully MGK. MG, MG, Machine Gun Kelly. You're right. It is MGK. Just MGK is also a different, you know, performer. So I get what you isn't it? Because I feel like MGK is like a electronica band. It just didn't sound right coming out of my mouth. No, but you, so you had the initials replaced. No, you were right. See, Tony's getting to you. You just think things you're saying is wrong now. <laughs> oh, shut up. Don't give this man any more fuel to the fire. With, like PTSD. You're like, fuck, Tony's right about everything. <laughs> and I'm trying to be cool, man, because you know he's about two seconds away from getting legitimately pissed. So I'm trying to be cool. So shut up, Andrew. <laughs> we should probably just say something nice about Tony and wrap it I up. Did something nice about him. I said that you're gonna have PTSD that he's right about everything. I kinda worked your way in. Boom. So is there anything else that anybody wants to touch on, man, in the weird, wild, wonderful, wacky world of wrestling? Is there anything that we missed that we we just have to talk about right quick? Oh, oh, um, 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 what's the faction on Raw? The not the ninjas, but the ninjas part two. Retribution. The Antifa. I call them Antifa. The Antifa. Just part two. Yeah, Antifa, <laughs> aka uh, Retribution. They actually talked this week. That was cool. Oh, I missed that. I didn't really catch much. Well, they did. They talked. I think it was a uh, Dijakovic, but they, you know, muffled his voice and sound like you talking like this. Was he towering over everybody else? Is that why you thought it was Dijakovic? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was one reason. Dude's like six six, so you can't yeah. really hide that. And every other wrestler is like five six, so yes. Yeah. <laughs> Cedric, how do you feel? Hill Cedric is gonna go. You know, I think he's good. As the less he talks, he'll be just fine. And I mean, at least they're doing something with him, and maybe he can learn how to talk from MVP a little bit because he's not bad on the mic. Like I, I kind of like what they've been doing lately with the black guys because the they're tone and cadence has seen them a little more natural than normal. I mean, obviously MVP is gold on the mic, but they seem like they're a little more natural with the words they're giving them. So I don't know if they're giving them a little more leeway, but they, it, it's coming across more authentic to me. So, and, and I like the move. I thought it was going to be Ricochet. I thought they was going to swerve us all and it was going to be Ricochet. But I like the idea of Hill Cedric. Ricochet's too smiley. Yeah, you're probably right. That, that, that's like really my problem. He's just too happy to be there. And, like, I can't take him seriously if he was ever to put, like, angry face on. <laughs> and I like the hurt business, man. I mean, you know, for, for AEW talking about how they're supposed to be the quote-unquote woke brand and all of that, you look up and down that WWE roster and everybody that's making it do what it do. I mean, it's a it's a goddamn rainbow over there. You know what I mean? Between the hurt business, uh, Asuka... Uh, Andrade and Zelina Vega and them Roman Reigns is back now Sasha Bailey uh, Keith Lee's Na- getting a push Nakamura Cesaro Nakamura Cesaro like, like it's the goddamn fuck even McIntyre like you know hey, Cesaro and McIntyre may be Caucasian but they're not American speaking like you know the English that we know kind of a Caucasian <laughs> you know what I mean it's, it's Swiss and Scottish so like yeah, it, it, there's there's, an, there's some twist to it there's some flavor I like the spice it's a little bit of spice, man. They got yeah, they got a little little seasoning salt on there, man. And and I thought AEW was supposed to be the woke woke brand, but you know, dude, whatever. Do you think? Yeah, you got Moxley, FTR. Uh, well, Sheeta, Sheeta's Asian. There we go. <laughs> that's different for yeah, the champions. That's different. <laughs> Is it really though? Can can considering where the elite came from? 
No. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Let's get it together. Yeah. Let's get up out of here, man. Andrew, why don't you let the good folks know where they can find you, sir? Find me on the Twitter at IWC Warchief. And doing all the, the wonderful Japanese coverage that, you know, the commissioner, Mr. PC Tani, will be avidly keeping up with for New Japan and, you know, Noah when they have their N1 victory. And Matthew's going to have Champion Carnival stuff up there right at the same because it all happens at the same time. So you if you just look up, like, the Japan category, you may accidentally get other stuff that you're not 100% familiar with. So. Yeah, I've done that, man. That's how I got a virus on my phone. That's a different site. That is a different site, sir. Jesus Christ. Fuck. I've done the same thing. Not the point, though. Fuck. Christ. Where was I? Oh, yeah. Also, watch The Boys on Amazon Prime. That's fucking good. The the fourth episode comes out on Friday, and the first three have been really good of season two. So just just give, give that some love. Shit, I forgot that's back. Yeah, they put the first three episodes up Thursday or Friday of last week. I haven't seen those yet. I haven't seen those. I haven't watched Lovecraft County, and I'm supposed to be doing like an article for the chair, a joint article for the chair shop for that, man, and I haven't even watched episode one yet. Goddamn, this move is killing me. Anywho, Mr. Tunney, where can they find you, sir? Would you like me to bake you some cookies, by the way? You want some cookies? You want some cookies? Uh, are they special I'll bake you some cookies? cookies? I, no, I'd like... no. No, I'm I want some dead special... ass, man. I'm... I'm dead ass. I make from scratch, man. No special cookies, just some really good cookies. What's your favorite cookie? What'd you like? You you, you look like an oatmeal raisin guy. You like the oatmeal raisins? You want some oatmeal raisin cookies? <laughs> are you are you a classic chocolate chip kind of dude? Is that what it is? Like a nice home baked chocolate chip? You can follow me at PC Tony. Wow. Okay. Alrighty. Well, I'm on Twitter at the Real C Plat, but more importantly. Please, 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 pretty please with sugar on top. Make sure y'all all go to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash D Chair Shot and pick up an official Chair Shot t shirt. We've got something for everybody. We've got Safe Tag Team Wrestling, Jesus Did the Job, hashtag journalism, Plat Blast 2020, and many, many other cool designs. Again, day in and day out. Nobody gives you the content that we provide here at the Chair Shot. And when I say nobody, folks, I do mean nobody. But we do depend on listeners and readers like you to make sure we can keep providing that content, which is why it's imperative that each and every one of you under the sound of my voice goes to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. Please and thank you. Thank you and please. Hey, guys. Andrew Belaz, he's got his uh, TB12 jersey on. So Tampa Bay, he's looking forward Tampa. to that. Yeah. Enjoy going nine and seven for him. That might be good enough for a wild card. You never know. I meant to say 7-9, my bad. For the commissioner PC Tunney, enjoy going uh, 12-4 and and losing in the second round of the playoffs. And for Mr. Christopher Platt, who has picked the Browns to win 10 games looking at the schedule, and they'll probably only win four. Thank you guys for tuning in to the latest edition of the Potter's War. We'll see you back next week. Same Platt time, same Platt channel. Until then, shalom. Hit it, Carly.
Go ahead, Chris. Everybody wants to hear what you have to say after this episode. Fuck you. <laughs> Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a Swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.